Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. People can change anything they want to. And that means everything in the world. Show me any country and there'll be people in it. It's time to take the humanity back into the center of the ring and follow that for a time. You know, think on that. Without people, you're nothing. Without people, you're nothing. Stoke the fire. All right, here we are. We've got a very special episode this week. Stoke the fire. Episode 14. Uh, We are joined by, I'd say, the mayor of the Lower East Side. He's here in the studio, actually. Me and Jesse aren't there. Vinny is. He's got himself perked primely in the studios this is the first time we've used this setup it's going to be great jesse before we get this man onto the show why don't you tell our listeners our viewers a little bit about the importance of his band agnostic front to you know you personally and also to just music at large and this guy is a figure within the scene what he means what he represents and then we'll get him on and unleash the beast (laughs) will do yeah i'm not going to blow up his spot too much because he's he's here looking at me but uh uh, I've been an agnostic, <laughs> agnostic front fan for about 28 years. Uh, just the, the band that helped change my life. You know, after I watched uh, a video on Headbangers Ball of Anthem, I shaved my head. I got combat boots, and I haven't looked back since. I've told Roger this to his face. I think Agnostic Front are one of the most important bands in heavy music. Period in rock and roll, they changed everything. They're fucking legends, and uh, you can't say Agnostic Front without talking about Vinny Stigma. And this guy is just um, not even just the music, but his personality, his genuine sense of who he is and his contribution to punk and hardcore cannot be understated. I'm a massive fan of this guy, not just his music, but who he is as a person. Um, so it's an honor to have you on, Vinny. Definitely you, big, big Thank respect you to you, much, man. man. You're an awesome guy, too, man. Forget about it. I love your band. Killswitch and Gage are great. Thank no you. Yeah, we bring, we bring the, uh, the party and the sincerity at the same time on stage. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Maddie, I'm, uh, I, yeah, sorry. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like steeped in uh, in hardcore, though. That's kind of where I come from. And then, you know, during the 90s, when they had the crossover, you know, my band, my early bands were doing what you guys are doing on one voice, bringing a little bit of the metal in and stuff like that. And then it turned into the genre we're in now. But uh, I got it all started in, in hardcore and punk. So that's kind of where my blood is still connected. My roots are still connected. Uh, good base, you know, especially you know? New- yeah, especially the New York stuff. That's the stuff that you're sick of it all. You guys, Chromags, that was like my bread and butter as a kid. I love it. Yeah, it, it, it had a sound. The, the New York sound was, uh, and a, a lot of a lot of bands were different. Everybody had a different sound too. A lot, like I mean, even the DC bands had a lot of different sounds, and the Boston bands, and you know that hardcore thing was a, an original thing. Everybody was going for theirs, like kind of. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool, you know. Well, I got it's also a, a lifestyle. It's a frame of mind too, though. You True. Know, like that's to, yeah. No way. Me. Yeah, you got to believe. You know, I could learn how I, I play guitar and I play jazz and I play this and I play that. But you, I know a lot of like great guitar players. They can't play hardcore. Yeah. They don't got it in them. You yeah. gotta have this certain stupidity in you. You know. <laughs> uh, you know certain angst. 
in you yeah, yeah. that, you know, that you got to be in it. You know, you just, I can learn how to play any song as long as I get taught it and, you know, I get it with the fellas and, you know, like anything else, you know, but yeah. no way. Hardcore. I didn't pick up the guitar to like be in a wedding band or to be a guitar teacher or to be this phenomenal guitar player. I, I picked up the guitar to have fun. Mm. That's the whole thing, to, to, to have fun. If you're not having fun, don't fucking do it. Because I know yeah. a lot of these motherfucking jazz musicians, they're miserable motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll never do that. No fucking way, not me. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, too, what you said at the top of the, when we started talking to begin with, you were talking about someone who passed away and one of ours. And that attitude you guys have with the Gnostic Front, even from, you know, the first couple of uh, albums you guys are doing, you always talk about inclusion, about like our, our tribe, the people that are connected to us. Like we look out for each other. That, that shit changed my whole thing because yeah. it's one thing to play aggressive music. It's one thing to get into all the sub genres and stuff like that. But hardcore to me always was about community. And always was about connectivity. And you, you play guitar for fun, but what you do is a, you guys unify people from, I don't care, from like 12 years old to like 60 years old. You know, anyone who knows who Agnostic Front is, you go to Agnostic Front show and you're with your family. There's a fucking, I saw you guys in Queens a couple of years ago and it was just phenomenal. It was the most fun I've had at a show in a long time. And you guys still have that legacy attached to you, that family vibe, that like we're all one. I love that. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing a bracelet right now of my friend who passed away, my friend Riley, yeah. my friend Riley's brother. You know, they made these, uh, you know, these these bracelets. So I wear it. Yeah. You know? So he died like cancer. You know, I had cancer myself. I had uh, two. I had two operations. I had colorectal cancer. I had two operations. I had a little Arab doctor. You know, mm. and uh, uh, so I went right. And, uh, so uh, he tells me. You got cancer. I'm like, I don't give a shit if I get cancer. I'm pretty <laughs> stigma. I don't care. So he says, yeah, but if we don't get it, you're going to have to wear a colostrum. Oh, what? Who? No, I says, yeah. okay. Roto-Rooter, let's go. So I went, and I had to go for two operations. So I kept going back to the doctor, do the colonoscopies, the EJ keys, the, the, you know, all the stuff that you got to do. A lot of stuff you got to do to get an operation. So he mm. says, I hear you're some kind of a rock star. I was like, yeah, well, I play the band, you know? So he says, you got a record? I said, yeah, all right. I give, him, I give him a CD. So after the second operation, I go back, you know, whatever. I says, make small talk. I says, by the way, have you listened to the record? He says, yeah, we listened to it. I said, what do you mean? He says, yeah, well, we were operating on you. You listen to that garbage when, you when you're supposed to listen to Mozart. <laughs> what are you doing Listen to that garbage? Hacking you up. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, can, I wish I was a fly on the wall. Fucking chances gotta, gotta, gotta go. Right? I can't believe it. <laughs> That's a special moment right go. there. <laughs> so well, I always champion that, mate. Yeah, I always champion, uh, you know, for cancer. Because my friend passed away from cancer, and we always never forget who who passed before us. You know, we'll always remember. And uh, yeah, like I was talking to you, Maddie, the last time I talked to you. You know, I won't forget. Every time I go there, I think of that girl. You know, and I I try to snoop around. I try to find somebody in the news. You know, or, or something. Uh, I don't know. I just that's how I am. I I think something that shines through in your character that 
everybody who's met you would attest to is that you know you're such an approachable guy uh, and some people i think they retire from not just the spotlight that comes with being in a band but they often don't want to interact with their fans right a lot of people would rather sit on the bus and 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 you're the opposite of that you're one of those you're both like that but you particularly Vinny, you've been doing this you know 40 odd years 40 years i'm doing i should change willie nelson's diapers that cocksucker (laughs) (laughs) and you're out there every night aren't you oh yeah i'm out there you know i'm in i'm in you call i come boom i was here early that joey showed up late that long-haired fuck where is he? <laughs> oh, there he is. That's our producer, Joey. Yeah, I took him to up. A7 Club and I showed him. He'll, he'll probably send you some of the pictures, but I showed him the plaque of all the bands oh, yeah. that we were in. For, you know the plaque in A7? Oh, yeah. Yep. Because my friend Jesse Malin owns that club. And he, oh, yeah, he, we both know Jesse. Love yeah, that he's the best, man. You know, and he's, he's, he's the other mayor. He's the second. Oh, yeah. Mayor oh, Jesse's great. You. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God we got him. But yeah, I showed preserve, I took him. He's preserving it, man. Yeah, I took him. I took him around the neighborhood, showed him, you know, the ropes a little. That was really cool, you know. He was, and, the, <laughs> and then we started gathering in a crowd. People were like coming along. Hey, what's going on? Taking pictures. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of good fun, even just being you here. Could, you could fun. do your own walking tour, Vinny. Do a walking tour. Yeah, I know, because I got, I can tell you, I could pass fucking uh, Murder Incorporated, New York Hardcore Tattoos, CBGBs, the home of stigma. I mean, I got it all. I know it all. I know Marty Scorsese, where he lived, every, you know, the whole thing, the catacombs. I know New York. Yeah. Like, I take up the roofs. I know. I used to have pigeon coops, you know? I love it. I love it. Vinny, let so me ask you this, shit. mate. Um, I, do, I don't want to bum the bum the tone, but I do definitely want to get you know your insight into how New York has been over the last 15 months with this pandemic situation. Like, Obviously, it's your city. You've spent your whole life living there. Um, how have things changed and how have the people of, of New York combated and you know pulled through this time of like obviously isolation and just been such a strange time. How's it been in New York? And how's well, it there's still a fucking masquerade going on around here. You know, that's bullshit. You know, I take it off. Get the shot or whatever. I took the shot. I had the COVID. I'm ready to fucking I got my bag packed. I'm ready to go. We're out of here. <laughs> so, but you know what? I tell you what it is. Uh, when I come home from Europe, when I was in little towns in Germany, the pace is different. So when I come back to New York, the pace was different. But now, everybody's on the iPhone looking, and the algorithm and the, of the city is different. Like, everybody's walking like this, you know? And it's like, yo, get the fuck out of the way, you know? Or sit under the side. They're not real New Yorkers. They're from who the fuck knows where they come from, you know? They probably come from England, you know? They come here, get out of here. (laughs) You know, the pace is different. And, uh, yeah, you know, we got that moron, de Blasio, you know, Cuomo, Cuomo, I wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, I wear two masks. Shut the fuck up already. I'm not a cacaron. Him, Fauci, de Blasio, Moldavian Curly, three grease balls, get out. I don't even think that other guy's Italian, that fuck. That string bean motherfucker. <laughs> so shit's shit's done changed, has it? And not for the bad. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, when you gotta go with it. You know, I got no choice. My bar around the corner is closed. You know, and I, I, I never go there. 
because it's right there. Now that it's close, I'm like, holy shit, they got great Guinness there. I love Guinness. And I, mm. I, I walked past there the other day, and I looked in, and here's the bartender guy, some guy, scruffy, you know, he's an alcoholic. He says, yeah, we're closed, we're going to open. I was like, yeah, hey, how you doing? I made friends with him, bang, right there. And I went for that place to open, and I'm going to enjoy it because my father, my grandfather, my uncles, they all drank out of there. So did I. But I never made it my watering hole, you know, mm. so... I took uh, uh, I took this guy over here to to the, uh, one of my watering holes in this very building. Joe's sounds bar. like you did a full right pub here. crawl before the show. <laughs> yeah, sure, I could have done that. Right, I just passed uh, Ultimate Boxing on the Bleecker Street. Those guys, they were there. We hung out with them for a minute. You know, uh, what is it? All out boxing, uh, uh, over overtaking boxing, a boxing thing. Right over there, right near CBGB's. I pass yeah, CBGB's yeah. and make the sign of the cross. And I, and I met this Rest guy over peace. there. By the way, he was late, but you know, just so you know. <laughs> Joey, <laughs> what did I tell you? I said, don't leave stigma hanging, man. Nah, I don't care. Gonna break his leg next time. Old New York, let's get some old New York stories from you, Vinny, if you don't mind. Can you okay. paint a picture of what it was like from your very earliest memories? <sighs> okay, when I was a kid, I lived across the street from Murder Incorporated. When I walk out the fucking door, there they were. As a matter of fact, I gotta get, I got called down to the club after this. I gotta go somewhere, you know, because ah, you nice. don't come around. We don't see you. Now I gotta go. I sit there, have twenty cups of coffee, you know. <laughs> you know how it is over here, you know. We still got it. So you know, but the, the I, I remember horse and wagon. With the fruits and vegetables, Sam Shaboot. Mm. And there was oh, a watermelon wow, yeah. truck guy, Jimmy the Watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> yeah, and he said, give you a fucking slice this big for like a nickel. I remember wow. pizza, little squares, five cents. They used to live the carts in the street, cobblestone streets. You know, and it was all Italian people. All, I knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody. I didn't even know my fucking neighbor. I got a French guy living in my grandmother's apartment. You know, I got some Airbnbs coming and going. Yeah, you know, yep. you used to smell. You're in. I, you're in the same building, right? In the same building. I live in the, in the same, same fucking spot. Sixty-three years, sixty-five years. Wow. I mean, I moved away here and there, you know, blah blah blah. But I always had my apartment there. I'm in the same apartment almost uh, forty-seven years. Wow. I've been living there, like in the same fucking. Going in like a cockroach, going in and out, you know? <laughs> Will you be in there till they take yeah, you Yeah, no, I'm going to be there till I drop yeah. dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, just to yeah. spite the motherfuckers. <laughs> just to yeah. spite the Airbnb. Uh, yeah, no, every, the landlords, everybody, fuck them. <laughs> so you're so you're running wild in the streets as, as a kid when when did music start to really like even before like you know hardcore punk when did music kind of like hit you what was the first thing that you remember as a kid like hearing music and being like oh this connects with me as opposed to just hearing something your parents played or whatever what was the first thing that really kind of grabbed you musically okay when i was early before i started really doing music like kind of Frank Sinatra, I like Frank Sinatra. You know? Yeah, I love Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You better like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but you know who I really like? Enrico Caruso. You ever hear his fucking? Oh, yeah. You hear a <laughs> uh, while he's singing, the, yeah. the, the, 
the way it was recorded, my own. Forget about it. I love that. It inspired me, even though I it wasn't what I do or what. And then yeah, yeah. I one time because I live in an Italian neighborhood, there was a San Gennaro feast. And they had Joe Paz come down. You know Joe Paz, right? Oh, yeah. He's yep. a jazz guitar player. He's about mm -hmm. this big. He sat on a stool. He got up. He's still the same size. Anyway, <laughs> he played guitar. Even though I knew this guy and I, is like as a guest. He was like a grand marshal of the parade. Mm. He came in. He played a little guitar. And uh, I, I admired it. But I wanted to rock and roll, do what we do. You know what I mean? I wanted to get Jimi Hendrix. I want to, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that, well, I started with the Jimi Hendrix. And that's just, I always wanted a guitar, electric guitar. So I used to wind up with a fucking acoustic guitar. It lasted me like three, four days and I just smashed the fucking thing. Because I want an electric guitar. <laughs> then one day, a couple of guitars fell off a truck and I got one for $90 with, <laughs> yeah. with the alligator case. With the alligator, that case alone is worth like a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not like an old school collector like Phil Gavano and the, those guys. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I uh, I got my first guitar. It was all about the riff, then, was it, Vinny? It all was a Fender Mustang, a blue with a stripe on it. Whoa, a Fender Mustang, like really. Mm. But it was so cool because Jimmy Hendrix had a Fender. I gotta have a Fender. He had a Marshall. I gotta get him. The 1980. I had an Ampeg V4. Then 1980, they started the big name, Marshall. In 1980, when they first came out, it was $1,200. I went right to the fucking bank. I got a loan. I wanted the Marshall because it was big. Not that I give a shit. It said Marshall. You know, and to me, that was, you know, standing behind me. That's my shit. Like my Power. rig. Yeah. That's badass. I love it. Hey, let me. Hey, Mike Gallo, hold on. Let me get him on the thing over here. Mike get Gallo, on, get him right on. Hold on. <laughs> what's going on? What's up? I'm on the podcast <laughs> with the fellas. What's going on? Talk shit. Yeah, what's going on? What's up? How you doing, brother? <laughs> How you doing? Can you? Oh, because he, he doesn't have he doesn't have the headphones on. <laughs> uh, yeah, too bad because we're having a great time without you. Good. I'll call you later. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. I'll tell you. <laughs> he's a good dude gotta love oh, that Mike, guy when I do a podcast with him forget it we kill he's like <laughs> yeah, my I watched, partner I watched I watched one with the two of you guys it was great uh, very entertaining and the guy's name now is he, Joey too the other part he just passed five minutes before I saw you I swear to God so I thought it was him hey Joey we're gonna do the podcast I'm not doing he's got a yo what are you doing with a fucking yoga mat get out of here if I give you a beating <laughs> What kind of podcast is it? <laughs> I don't know. A mental confusion one. <laughs> How do you stay healthy, Vinny? Because you look great for your age, man. And you, you, don't, you certainly don't act or come across like a, a senior citizen, which is what you are. Yeah, How do you stay that. young? Uh, well, you know, I, I just eat a lot of pasta. You know, I, 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 I was always in good shape. You know, I, I used to be a, a karate kind of guy. You know what I mean? I was always fit. You know what I mean? I was just talking to the boxing gym. You know, I tell you the truth, I'm out of shape now, like like really bad. But I'm pretty. You got that quarantine body. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> fit. I'm pretty. I eat good. I don't eat junk food. Like only because I don't eat cake. I eat pastry. You know what I mean? 
I don't need mm. to like I eat pasta. And let me tell you, when I hear people talk about vegetarian or vegan, go fuck yourself. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what you never heard of fagots? You never heard of uh, mushroom stuff? Mushrooms. There's so much Italian food that's vegan oh, yeah. and vegetarian. Vegetarian, forget about it. That's what I am, basically. I mean, I'll mm. eat anything. I don't give a shit. You're hungry, you eat. You're tired, you sleep. Boom. Did you grow Simple up in a house that. with a lot of fresh food, Vinny? And was there a oh, lot yeah, of Oh, yeah, my mother called. She, was a, she never called herself a chef. She called herself a cook. You know, but yeah, no, nah, every night, five o'clock, got to be at the table. You know how that is. I grew up the same mm, way. Um, my Half my family's got Italian, and we, I was raised very much on Italian food. And, you know, Sunday we go to church, and then after church you have dinner with the family. You sit down, you talk about your day. No phone calls, no distractions. Yeah, no, my phone. Dad there the, was no phone. Yeah. Yeah. Take the phone off the hook, let yeah. it go busy, and then yeah, I grew up the that way. The big pot I, of I sauce, yeah, you know? that you could smell. Uh, oh yeah, and then ta- tasting the meatballs before. Yeah, oh yeah, that. I grew up, oh definitely, grew up all that shit. I love that's, that's the fried meatballs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a glass of red wine. Like oh that yeah, was my, my entire childhood is yeah. like. I'm that's a wine and cigar good. guy now. I used oh, to be cigarettes it. and beer, now I'm wine and cigar. Because I tell you, yeah, I'm sof- better off. Sophisticated. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I'm better off because I drink beer, I get crazy. Wine, I get yeah. sleepy. <laughs> cigarettes, forget it. They hit your chest. Cigar, I puff along. I'm enjoying life. You know, so yeah. that's what I, I like do that. now. Dig it. You must have had a few good times on the road over the years with, let's talk, I mean, GBH right there. Jesse's got a GBH t-shirt on for the benefit of people listening, which is the first thing that Vinny pointed out. You toured in the 80s together. You boys must have been up to all sorts on that tour. You got okay. any fun memories from that? We went to Six Flags Great Adventure. I think it was in uh, <laughs> Atlanta. And we all stuffed ourselves in a little recording boot and we made a flexi disc. And we we did... Uh, I'm snorting up a white Christmas. <laughs> and then Colin did the little Chris Kringle thing. He spoke into correct English like that while we, the song was going on. You know, like I was telling Joey about, oh, the other Joey, like, uh, how to end a, a podcast uh, that like I could do uh, the sha la la stuff, you know, like Bowser, you know. I don't Vocal know if you know him, shit, but yeah. yeah. I love doo-wop. I'm a doo-wop guy. Me too. Forget about Good it. Night, I'm not ba- I get a bunch of guys together. Forget to it. You don't know how to sing. Just get over here and say that. I I love it. <laughs> I I know all of them. I do them all. I have to go to the cafe where I gotta go later, and I gotta I might have to do a few doo-wop songs. You know. I got no choice. I pay money to see that. I don't you care. You know what I mean? You know. I'm in. I know. Round I know what you mean. I... The fire going. Yeah. Yeah, I grew so up did, around did the same. Did you keep that flexi disc that you cut? I, I I don't know who has it. It was only like two, and I didn't get one. But, uh, yeah, somebody had it. Somebody had that flexi. And we were writing the lyrics, like changing the lyrics around. What jerks. And, I you know, we were on rides together. It was fun. We played baseball with GBH, and they cheated. Yeah, like they, <laughs> like they would like get the ball, throw it away. And, like, you know, it was punk rock baseball. Yeah, you know, who follows rules in punk rock baseball? You know, it was fun. And we gave them a trophy at the end of the tour for beating us. You know, Gnostic Front, zero, GBH, 100 or whatever. They still got the trophy. Yeah, I love it, too. You know, and we talk about that till today. That's awesome. You know, so it it was 86. 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86, 86,
It'll be 35 years, that tour. This wow. Right now. In a couple of weeks, I left. It'll be 35 years mm. now. Because it's, the, uh, the tours used to start early years ago. They used to start like uh, May 1st to like October. Like, and you'd be on yeah. the road the whole fucking time. I mean, I toured with uh, Obituary from, uh, for like three months in, straight with the Hangman's Balls Room. Hangman's Ball. I, three months, like, you know, like September, October, November. I was like, yo, it never ends, the tour, which was great. I could stay on the road forever. I love it. Don't matter to me. Because you know why? Uh, let's see, on de December 15th, we're home. Until then, fuck you, I'm having a good time. And you I don't know anybody, and you me. don't know anybody till you go on tour with them. Oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah, go on tour with him. Two months later, you want to fucking strangle the motherfucker. <laughs> it's true. Oh, he's such a yeah. nice guy. Go on tour with him. Then you find out how not. Then you know who hangs. Got to yeah. go on tour with people. Then they know. And I did tough tours back in the day. Squats, vans, you know, hand to mouth, uh, self-promotion, you know, meet up in center of the town. You call the guy on the phone. If he had a fucking answering machine, we ain't got an answering machine. You know? Times are different, so not everything's done through agencies and stuff like that. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, the tail end of, uh, the beginning of how I started was that way too. You know, living off of like five, 10 bucks a day. Yeah, no, it. it humbles you and it, you learn yeah, how stay to- Stay at people's floors. You know, yeah, no, yep. I, I'll do it right now if I have to. It don't matter to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I know January 15th, eight o'clock, I'm going to be in my house, in the shower, having food that I want. You know what I mean? I don't care. I'll rough it all the way. Cold, hot, that don't matter. Hungry, <laughs> thirsty, I don't care. Yeah, that's the real shit. That's why, you know, people use that word rock star. I fucking hate that word. Yeah, I hate it. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a working guy. I'm As far exactly. as I'm concerned, I'm I'm still blue collar. I'm still, you know, working for my paychecks. It's just, it's a different kind of job. But, exactly. You know. I deliver I, music. It, yeah. Yeah, you know, I deliver I, entertainment. I, I'm, I'm blessed to do it the way that I do now, but I've done it, the van and yeah. trailer thing. I've done all that shit. I've, you know, yeah. and I would do it again if I had to. I would. I would I hate to it. think that somebody somewhere would think I'm some kind of an asshole rock star. That's like one of my greatest yeah. fears because I'm not that guy. You know, no, and I don't not. want somebody Definitely. out there to think me that, you know? Yeah, Anything you else you want to think of? Dispelling that, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot Vinny, of fun. Vinny, how have, you, how have you found being home for so long? This is the longest you haven't been on tour, I presume. In 40 in years. 40 this is years. the longest in 40 years I've been home. Yeah, it's kind of rough. How's that been for your head? Well, you know, uh, stay the course. You know, do what you got to do. You know, try. I got a little buggy. You know, I got a little, like, funky. You know, like, ah, got to shake it off. That's why I'm here today. This is good therapy for me, guys. Tell you the truth. That's too, mate. I uh, did save the stages for Jesse Malin. You know, yep. so that was good with Stigma, my solo band. And, mm -hmm. uh... That was good. You know, I got out to do a thing, help other environment, you know, clubs. I did save the record store thing I did for Generation Records. Any way I could help, I, I sitting here talking, it's nothing for me to do. I'm only too glad to help. I, you know, I, got, I got an appointment at a tattoo shop. I want to go, so I give them some action, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, 
you know. I could always use another tattoo, you know. But you know, how's just, your how's your tattoo store doing? Because I obviously presume you had to close, but is it still in business? Are you back open? Yeah, now? yeah, they're doing all right. You know, they're they're staying afloat. You know how it goes. It's rough. Yep. You know, season's in now. This is tattoo season, so you know it's when it comes to December, January up here in the, up in the Northeast, it slows a little. In Florida, Hawaii, it's always in season. You know what I mean? Because you're always walking around half naked anyway. Mm-hmm. And everyone's on vacation all the time. Yeah. yeah, you know, so, you know, you oh, I'm in Hawaii. Let me get a tattoo. <laughs> Where yeah, is the, your parlor? If, if people want to find uh, it. 127 New York, right? York Concord Tattoos, 127 Stanton Street. Go there. You can put any music you want, hardcore. You're all welcome. You don't have to make an appointment. You know, everyone is welcome. That's another reason why I started the tattoo shop, because back in the 90s, you know, it started becoming like, they started becoming rock stars, The tat, you know? It's like, get the fuck out. You tattoo one person at a time. I play in front of hundreds of thousands of people, you motherfucker. Get out of here. I played the Dynamo, 125,000 people with typo negative, you know? And uh, I, I wanted that where a kid could come off the street and say, oh, I want to get a butterfly and not get looked at. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, la- or laughed at. Yeah. Or a little bit. Does it hurt? You know, I mean, I get it, you know, but, you know, you you want people to feel welcome. You don't want people, hey, that's your fucking job. Shut up and do it. Mm. Amen. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely that element of there's people who refuse you, you know, if you get yeah. an idea they don't like and you yeah, have to make an appointment know. and put a huge down payment and then wait five yeah, months to get yeah, it. Yeah, right. Know? Get the fuck out of here. Go fuck yeah. yourself. I'm in the business, so to me it's a little different. And I see these people, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. One thing that's amazing own. about you, Vinny, though, that everybody notices again is there's nothing elitist about you. Like certain oh, no people way. get to a certain age and they look down on youngsters. Certain people are too hardcore for their own good. With you, it's just like, no, I want to help and support everybody. You're a people man, aren't you? Where does that come from? Have you always been that way? I was always that way. Going back to the old punk rock days, let's say, for instance. I remember this and I always talk shit about this. Uh, yeah, Like back when punk in the, the, the late 70s into the early 80s when it was turning into hardcore. First, I was with the glam back then that turned into punk. I could go back. But when punk started turning into hardcore-like, kind of, and when the old punks were like, oh, well, just that and the other thing. I said, hey, what are you doing? They're with us now. What's the difference? They're here now. What, do you want me to kick his mother in the belly when he was pregnant? You know? They're here now. They're with us. So accept it because otherwise we just fade away and die. Mm. You know, you need the new and you do need new ideas. Sure. I get it that sometimes I'm stuck in my old ways and I got my old habits, but I always smart enough to know, hey, this kid's good. He's a good guitar player. Maybe I should slip the, slip the chords or like, you know, do this or do that. Maybe try a new, uh, a new distortion box. You know what I mean? You got, you got to keep up a little bit i drop down my guitar a little bit now tune wise you know can't do it in e no more standard e mm. you know what do you play in what key uh we're in i think drop c now Ooh, my our, own. i'm gonna go to z stuff. i'm going to z <laughs> the last fucking one yeah. <laughs> most of our stuff is in c and, and i think we have some stuff in d but yeah, pretty much C, which yeah, works do, better for, for, for my voice. I hear you. Like, no, I, you know. because 
it gives a good cushion. I get it, you know? Yeah. See, now, like the doo-wop stuff, that's E. That's standard E. Yeah. You know, that's three-part harmony, standard E. I get it. But for what we do, we got to be a little heavier. So I did the yeah, drop. I, bl- I, I, blame, I blame Hatebreed for that. Hatebreed yeah, me too, Jamie. Oh, he I, produced I my records, you know. Yeah, yeah. We love Jamie. He, uh, he's the reason why we got this show, honestly. He's the reason why we got this show on here. Oh, Jamie. cool. This show right now? Yeah, this yeah. show is oh, on cool. this network because of Jamie. Jamie's the one that kind of like helped us get in the door. Oh, cool. And I love that dude. Oh, Jamie, forget. He was my manager. He did my first album, Stigma. He's the one that got me to do Stigma. He says, why don't you yeah. do a solo record? I said, I he said, yeah, you've been in a band 25, 30 years. It's time for you to do the solo. I says, okay. So we wrote with Jamie, Phil Cavano from Monster Magnet. I had them yeah. all. People were like, yo, let me get a riff on there. Like, I'd stand in line. Don't ask me. It's Jamie. <laughs> you know? I'm telling you, everybody was on. The, I, I got two solo records that are really cool. And I sing on them. I don't play guitar because I don't want to play guitar. I want to do something different. And I yeah, wanted yeah, to nice. do And I didn't want to do like a straight up hardcore record. I wanted to do something, di- you know, and it, they, they came off, you know, they came off, you know, cool. Something your girlfriends will like. They'll probably like <laughs> stigma better than they like your own music or agnostic. Front. I'm oh, telling right you, on. girls yeah. love yeah. my band. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I could play with a lot of like rockabilly. I could play with almost anybody. I'm a good uh, opening act for sure. You know, I could get the crowd going and all that bullshit, you know, it's a I lot of fun. Yeah, Jamie's great with that kind of shit. He encourages people all the time. Yeah. He's, he's in his own way. He's he's kind of the mayor of Connecticut. You know. He oh just, yeah. He's always he booked my band back when I was just a kid, just getting started out. He kind of showed me the ropes from the early days. Oh yeah. I got a lot of respect. He's one of the busiest guys in in, <laughs> in the fucking industry, man. He's 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 incredible, man. You know sure. when he, you know a lot of bands told told me agnostic or Roger because you know he's you know me they don't care about. But they told, yeah, we got to take you no, on tour. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to take you. I'm talking about, I don't want to mention any of the bands, but all of them. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take you on tour. We're gonna, bigger bit, you know, never did. Jamie is the only one, besides the Dropkick Murphys, who paid me back for the, the tours. Besides the Dropkick Murphys, Jamie's the only, hey, Bree took us, the only one. Help, help me out all the way. I got to give it to him. There's no fucking way. Great guy. Mm-hmm. With Agnostic Front, with Stigma, you know, he a lot of tours. I mean, I was with him when we were drinking together, you know. Oh boy, back so in the I, I go back in the yeah. day, you know, you know. Oh yeah. So uh, and I love all the guys, Frankie. I call oh, Frankie great. Uh, all of them, Maddie, the scientist. You know, I just love yeah. them all. Beatty's yeah, my cigar dudes. guy, you know. I get with them somehow, some way. I find something about you. I, even if I don't like it, I'll get with it. I like that hat. Yo, I go to buy a hat, you know? I don't care. I'm with you. We're together. We're in the gang together. I love that. Hey, there's another connection between you two as well. The um, the director, Vinny, of your excellent documentary movie, Ian McFarland, has done a bunch of videos and work with, with Killswitch over the years. What's the connection there, Jesse, between oh, you and Ian? Yeah. Jesse, that yeah. one with you, with the... Was it was it Fear Factory with the dogs? Was that you? I think that was yeah. No, I think that was Fear Factory. The oh, Nazi it, priest. It? That was a crazy video. I think that's Fear Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ian is Ian's great, man. He's 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 good people. He you know he's out of his mind. He's crazy, but uh, we love him for that. But uh, yeah, he did a bunch of Kill Switch stuff. 
And then he knows where I come from. He knows what I'm all about. So when he started working on, you know, quietly was telling me he was working with you guys on this, on this Godfather's documentary. He didn't tell me much about it. You know, I went to the screening in New York city with everybody and I, I watched it for the first time there. And I had tears in my eyes. I didn't see it coming, you know, cause I love the band. I love the legacy, but the way that that rolled out, yeah, the he story did a, that was being told. Yeah. It wasn't a like a, a regular, like a Motley Crue kind of yeah. documentary, you know, with cigarettes and beers and yeah, you got that in there and all that, but yeah, it's yeah i said it before i'll say it again i still think it's one of the most incredible documentaries about music i, I don't even care you know i tell anybody if you, you don't even know if, if you don't know who agnostic front is you still need to see this yeah it's just powerful. a lot of people that it, don't know how like all kind of music they watch it it's like oh wow a lot of people in my neighborhood they thought it was a mafia movie and they saw yeah. me like, like hey video i saw your movie i'm like hey thanks you know and Dino's it's an great title, too. though it really is. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. We, your yeah. your relationship with Roger is is incredible, and I I've been able to chat with Roger a bunch. I interviewed him years ago for Revolver magazine, but uh, yeah, he's he's like you, just genuine. There's no bullshit with you guys. Yeah, he's a great. He's that. an ace mechanic, Roger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he's is. a licensed electrician. He's an ace mechanic. Me, I can't put a fucking nail in a wall, but I can trick <laughs> you under the fucking table. I could try anyway. <laughs> Love it. It is a special relationship, man. It's yeah, it's like you know, so, you, it's great. It's it's a very just like tender film as well, you know. And I love the way that you know a lot of the kind of imagery and the perception of hardcore music is like tough guy, macho, bravado stuff. But what's really cool about that film is that you know you guys get vulnerable in it, and it makes it all the more endearing because of that. And there's just so much heart. And spirit it, and soul. Yeah, it shows what, like what the what the road is like, kind of. And you know, you know, missing your family, and you know, when I hear mm. the Rogers, they played the. He tried to call his wife and kids, and you hear the answering machine. We're Mr. Red. We're in the pool right now. Like you know, Roger crying, and like you know, mm. the family and every. I you know, it's, it's tough. You know. You know, to yeah, people don't that's know. That's a side a lot of people don't see, right? Yeah, no, people see us on the stage for an hour and a half and they think that's it. They think I just disappear into the wind. Yeah. I, I'm there from like two o'clock in the afternoon when the, before the fucking guy opens up the club, mm-hmm. you know? Because I'm out somewhere getting a cup of coffee or something. And then uh, we're all there all day long, sound check, eating lunch, and then, uh, you know, blah, go out to dinner, come back, play the show, you know, after the show. You know, uh, two o'clock bus call, basically is what it is. Or if we're not in a bus, it's like hit and run. You know. Yeah, it's trying to stay yeah, sane no, really no for those hours. Yeah. yeah, and and I find like for me, what keeps me sane is my my guys, my my dudes. It's really hard, you know, when you miss your family and you know taking naps on the couch in the backstage yeah. area and it smells like yeah, ass and just, yeah, <laughs> shit like yeah. That. I, I know I'm it's tough guy like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sleep anywhere. Don't matter wet wet cement, I'll sleep on it. Same. I'm with yeah. you, man. I think yeah. napping has become an, a great art form as I've gotten older. <laughs> Wait to hit my age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you I'm know, about to... <laughs> just got to do it. You know, like I said, uh, uh, January 15th, 8 o'clock, I'm going to be home in my house. So my mindset <laughs> is right there. Yeah, keep your eyes on well, the I prize, mean, the end the Exactly. End game. Hmm. You know? As a band, Agnostic Front like exist on the road, don't they? That's where a band like you guys make your bread and butter, and and you know, 
are able to go for 40 years because of touring and shows. So I just wanted to kind of get an insight into how the last year has been for your business, for the operation of Agnostic Front with the removal of shows. Has it fucking hit you guys and your, your crew hard? Yeah. Well, okay. I just put out an album, uh, Get Loud, my brand new record. We didn't even get a chance to fucking tour the record. When the Because when I first, it was going to be our last tour with the old material, let's say. And uh, I started off 2020. I'm like, yeah, 2020. Like, you know. That's and when that, I saw you in London. And it was like, yeah, what a great start to the year. Persistence yeah, of Hardcore Tour, was, London. Boom, yeah. let's go. Yeah, with the London Academy, I played that last show. At the Lo- fucking sold out three tiers. It was fucking, I was like going for it. It was it, magic. You know? It was. And then, you know. The, the street street dogs were on the bill, Jesse. There was fucking Wisdom and Chains. Who yeah. else was on that? Oh, I remember. Gorilla I remember that bill. It was stacked. It was yeah. a great bill, a great, and not only that, it was a great tour because everybody was friends, and, and it was like we were doing haircuts, per, you know, races, you know, like three guys <laughs> with a mohawk. Ready, go, come on, me right away, first guy in the chair, you know, <laughs> you know, like uh, drink, who can drink the, you know, stupid shit, you know, stuff that you do want to singing, doo-wopping. I had every, yeah. you know, just. Doing just stupid shit, you know? Billy Bio, he, you know? Yep. All the guys, Joe, Wisdom and Change, all those guys, you know? Because some of those guys are in my stigma band, you know? Camaraderie, isn't it? it? It's a fun, it was a really uh, family thing. It was awesome. I had a great time, mm. you know? I was so happy to and be on what- that Persistence Tour. And then what? when, obviously, that ends and the whole world then goes to shit, what happens then, Vinny? Well, you know, uh, when everything shut down, you know, like I said, I waited out. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, what, what I do whatever you got to do. You know, finally, I got my shot recently. You know, I had the corona. I mean, I'm waiting. This is a year and a half now. It's 15, 16 months now. The last show I played was January 26th on a Sunday at the London Academy. And it was the day Kobe Bryant died. That's Mm -hmm. how I remember. Mm. So it's 16 months almost to the day. Wow. Right now. I, I know. I count the days. You know, and I'm waiting to get back on tour. Yeah, how's that looking for that's you where you're, right That's now? where you're at. Well, I think they say October. You know, a lot of, you know, I'm hearing bands here and there. Manbolt's in Florida, they're playing. But that's Florida. Florida's open. You yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, 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 what's that there? Uh, uh, Oktoberfest is closed. Germany. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Germany's, yeah. Germany's like extra heightened right now. You know, right? Yeah. France, Belgium, they're still locked down, like kind of. Mm. You can't go 10 meters or whatever it is from your house or something like that. Because I still talk to my friends in Belgium and here and there and whatever just to get the updates to see what's going on. And they're like, you know, still still wearing masks, ba ba ba, boo boo boo, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the U.S. is the first market that most bands are looking at from the states to to start doing our thing. Yeah. Well, it we're looking be, at that. Yeah, at that I as think well. so. And it wouldn't be bad yeah. for us to go down to Florida because uh, Roger's family's down there. And and what the hell? Get out of here. Get a little sunshine. You know. Yeah. Hit exactly. the beach. Stay a few extra days. <laughs> Who gives a shit? You know. <laughs> Play a few shows. Yeah, hook up with Madball. 
Because they're down yeah, there, you know. Yeah. Fl- all, Roger's family's down there, so it's good for him, good for all of us. Mm. I just can't wait to get back on the road, man. I tell you the truth, the, t- the other day, I play sitting down. I stood up the other day, tried to play the guitar. I was like, whoa! I was like, whoa! And it's, just, <laughs> it's like far away from me, the guitar. Because I'm so used to like, here. I was talking That's shit. That's how long to, it's been. That's fucking crazy, isn't it? I was talking shit to my friend Frankie. He's a guitar player. I was like, yeah. He said, yeah, I tried to stand up the other day. I heard him. I'm like, yeah, right? You know? So today, before I came here, I put my guitar on and I started marching around my kitchen, like just with my guitar, not even playing, just to get the feeling of like, you know, you know, like, a, you know, that rhythm, you know, that, yeah. stand, you know, that guitar stance. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. the guitar stance. I used yeah, to have a big around. fat friend who used to spread his legs really like <laughs> wide for the, hey, fatso, close your legs, you fat cocksucker. Are you allowed to say that? I don't even know. He's my friend. Yeah, say whatever say whatever you want on yeah, not you, fatso. The other fatso. <laughs> not you, fatso. <laughs> really, it's so good to see the spirits are still so high. Oh, yeah. What a, oh, I have spirit. I, you just can't, can't keep a good guy down, can you? I tell you, I'm in a Chinese band. I play the gong in a Chinese band. When we do like uh, Chinese uh, New Year's, uh, or all the red holidays, I do the gong, 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 and they, I, and my friends, they come out with the dra- the tig- the lions or the dragons. We have three yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. We got we got three fucking lions, and the, and we got a big drum. Now he said, you know, Pokey, my drummer, he's he's a Cantonese, oh, yeah. and I used yep. to try to tell him, yo, best drummer we got in the Chinese band, because everybody's because the beat goes like this. You know, and I and Pokey nails it, you know, because he's a real drummer. And I yeah, said, come yeah. on, Pokey, I don't know. It's your fucking culture, not even my culture. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I tried Has to drag all my friends. He came a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, I got to pull, it's yeah. like pulling teeth with that guy. That's a fun time in the city when when the Ch- Chinese New Year's around. Yeah, you know, you know, you eat Chinese food, you, you, the yeah. firecrack. Uh, they did put a, the, no more firecrackers, you know. Yeah. You know, you used to be able to yeah, safety, I, is it? Ah, fuck. I used to smell the smoke, <laughs> the gun smoke, the yeah. gunpowder, all the reds on the, you know, the firecracker dust. It was because they like the firecracker to scare the spirit away. The bad mm. spirits away. They're like, boom. Like every now and again, my friend comes in my house. My Chinese friend, he bangs pots and pans. Opens my windows, bangs pots and pans. I walk out in the hallway. Go ahead. He lights incense. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, cleansing ahead, the place, is he? Is it safe to come in? All right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that kind of, I love culture. I love food. I love every, you know. It's fun. What yeah, the hell? Gr- growing up in New York, right? You just got every kind of culture, every kind of person, every kind of cuisine, every yeah. kind of music. Really? You know? And I love it all, you know, because I have friends and all that, you know, whatever. I went to school with Chinese kids and blah, 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 Puerto Ricans and whatever, you know? I love it all. I, I, mm. I dated every fucking race and religion, you know? <laughs> uh, so I don't Which know what... Which one did you settle on, Vinny? Which uh, one did you settle on? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they get to the pearly gates because you again get out of here. 
Vinny, let me ask you this. What do you think it is that, you know, knowing so many different people from so many different walks of life, traveling the world as much as you have, what's the one thing you think that is common between all human beings that unites and bonds us all that we all share? Because one of the reasons me and Jesse started this show is we wanted to try and reinforce and remind people that as human beings, we have a lot more in common than we do you know, differences that separate us. So for you, what's the one commonality or a few that you've seen everywhere you go that unite people and, you know, that can really kind of help bring us all together in these weird and crazy times? Music is one. Mm. Camaraderie, respect. You know, when I walk through the favelas in South America, Colombia or Brazil, I walk through the favelas with my friend, People come out and bring me cake, rosary beads, and they tell me, you know, people come up and say, hey, Vinny, you give us hope. Mm. That means a lot to me. You know what I mean? You know, you, you want to go on some fucking award show with John Legend, that fucking cocksucker? Go ahead. But, you know, when you get these real people that have nothing, and you got to be their voice, you got to stand up for these people. And that... That matters to me. And inspiring younger kids and accepting younger kids because they're going to carry on what you started, you know? Uh, or guys like us started, whatever. So it's music, respect, accepting of cultures and blending like kind of cultures with, uh, you know, your music. Like, like look at Max Cavalera. Look at me, I'm from over here. The other guy's from over there. You know what I mean? But yet we're the same. You know, like, mm. for instance, uh, uh, talking about South America or whatever, you know, like, you want to move on to yeah. Japan? We could move on to Japan too. But, you know, they were wearing, they were wearing masks way before us. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely yeah, they ahead always of the wear, curve on that one. Yeah, forget about it. They ain't ahead of the curve on that. But, you know, <laughs> it's all about music, respect, those are the most two things, I think, respect. You know, people laugh when they say, when, like, uh, even in The Godfather, when it says, ah, them, they, they, them guys over there, they commit crimes in their grandmother's neighborhood. Now, you look at that, what do you mean commit crime? Respect. You don't want anybody to say, oh, you know, Atalina's grandson committed a crime. You don't want that. It's respect. So it's mm -hmm. respect. And then you bring music. Just like the other day, we, we did the thing in the park in Thompson Square. We had the yep. you know, Mayor Ball played there and the, the Black and Blue production. Yeah, and, Murphy's uh, Law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Wisdom of Change plays there too. Yep. And, uh, you know, we brought, it, it was all, it was a unifying thing. And then, you know, you had the haters. We were on Inside Edition. I mean, the, the, mm -hmm. the news, and the, uh, they covered the radio. They, everybody was, like, trying to get on us because a lot of people didn't have masks or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, that they tried to call us racist. Who are you talking about, us? Get the <laughs> yeah, fuck out of here. And they, yeah. all right, there was a Black Lives Matter thing over there. But fuck them. We were there 40 years before them. We're feeding the people of the park. Not any other organization that has hundreds of millions of dollars. We were feeding the people the, the, because we were with uh, some of the people that are involved with the Krishnas and the homeless people. We, were, we used to do the can drives at CBGB's. We mm -hmm. did so many 
uh, benefits. For, I just passed CVGVs on the way here because it's on the, my route. And how many benefits and can drives and for AIDS and for this and for that, for the homeless that we did, you know? And I'll still do it, you know? This is our organization. I know what your fucking organization is doing with all that fucking money. We don't get money. We generate our own money. And we ask nothing from nobody, you know? We just do our own thing 40 years before you, so get out of here. And to be and to be mocked on top of this, you motherfucker, fuck you. I can't. I that, that really bothered me, you know. Mm. I didn't play that show. I was just there as a guest, you know. But uh, the nerve of these motherfuckers. Yeah. At the end of the day, people have a choice. You have a choice to be there or not be there. Yeah. And if you weren't there and you disagree with it, you know, to me, I, I agree. Like, shut up about it. Yeah. Like let people live, let people be free and have freedom of choice. That's the bottom line that I feel like is being left out of a lot of conversations. Like people need to choose what they want. You can't. Yeah, tell you know, you know, I don't like being shut up on I don't do the internet stuff. Like my friend goes to internet jail or whatever the fuck that is. Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? What am I, ten years old? You motherfucker? I say I won't even I don't even go there. You know, you got to be mocked and ridiculed or, or uh, uh, censored. Are you kidding me? Censorship? You know, mm -hmm. they're trying to curve. The, nah, nah, that, that's fascism, my friend. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, you could go so far west until you're in the east. You could be so far left that you're right. When mm -hmm. you're so, such a leftist that you become a left-wing Nazi. That's what you are. Yeah. You're, you're impeding on other people's uh, privileges and rights and other people's right, freedoms. Yeah. You know? And that's what they try to do with us. But they picked on the wrong crowd, my friend, because mm. we're the grassroots, not you. You're Johnny Come Lately, motherfucker. You're there for a money. You're there. For, it's a money grab for a lot of these fucking organizations, incorporated. Mm. Just yeah, go find the money. Go with the money. See where it is. This is real. This is hardcore. This is real. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. And that legacy is going to live on the realness that, you know, the, the, the term keep it real. I love that because, you know, I think that that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, that's what you guys established. That's what you're still doing. And it's a worldwide thing. Like you were saying earlier, like it's it's all over the world. It's not New York hardcore became a world brand. And that wasn't just because of the music. It was just the way that you guys think that the state of mind, the do it yourself, the take no prisoners and also the community and taking care of each other. That's all part of why it became, I think a worldwide phenomenon is because of that. You know, hardcore, uh, is also gets victimized. Uh, and I'm not saying we're victims because we're not, but they get, mm. is it the drug dealers? It's, could be the Krishnas, it could be the Black Lives Matters, it could be uh, just, it could be the skinheads, it could be this, it could be a, different organizations, the bikers, you know, rogue biker, you know, crews would pick a hardcore kid. They're not going to pick a kid that listens to Celine Dion. You're going to pick a kid that listens to Agnostic Front, GBH, you know what I mean? A tough, mm -hmm. you know. So they, they, a lot of organizations, I'm not 
saying any one of them, but organizations like the, those pick, they take from us. Fashion, you know, where there's a fashionista, a lot of people uh, exploit us with its TV, like, I, like they try to do right now with the Inside Edition type thing. You know, trying to call, who are these kids uh, uh, jumping off the stage? Uh, 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 are they racist? Like, they, they got to throw that card out there, you know? Yeah, because it's a powerful card to play. And they, they were doing that shit in the 80s, you know, having you guys on talk shows and trying yeah. to demonize. Yeah, uh, I remember. I mean, excuse me, anybody read my lyrics around here, by the way? You read my lyrics? I mean, not that I give a fuck, you know, but, you know. No matter how much you try to give, some people, you're never going to be good enough for them. You know, mm. it's funny as all hell because I, I, I'm acceptable. I like accepting. Like, for instance, we're punk rockers here. And we separate, separate ourselves from the mainstream. Then within our own, they want to splinter off. All mm. right. But yet, you should accept. You know what I mean? They go too far. And until you fall off the cliff, you go too far west, and you wind up in the east. So yeah, you know, yeah. when do you too cross many that? Too in the left have just been fucking nitpicking other people in yeah, the left and tearing When do each you other cross that and... international dateline? Is when I want to know. You yeah. know? Yeah, man, we got to get on the same page. Yeah, Again, we got to get exactly on. So you wear a beard, you got a hat, I got a mohawk. All right, but we're all the same here. But you know, I'm just saying, you know. You know, like get with it. Don't ridicule uh, whatever. You still, we're still basic. I always say it's like the Ten Commandments. Here, Ten Commandments. Even no matter what religion you are, thou shalt not kill, right? Thou shalt not steal, right? Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain, which means I respect your God, you respect my God. Uh, 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 thou shalt not bear false witness, like. That's a that's a mortal sin in my eyes. So maybe mm. you don't agree with one or two of them. Who gives a shit? Basically, you got eight, nine of them, or seven of most of them. That's what you gotta go on. So you don't like one or two. All right, go cry in a corner. That's how I look at it. You know? Yeah, it's pretty it's, simple it's a, when you break a, it down like that. Yeah, isn't it? really, it's yeah. simple. Just accept, don't you know? Hmm. Yeah, I agree. We're, we need, we know, no, but I think that's proper. I think it's proper because it's all based upon the fact that you got to let people live. You can't control everybody. You can't, yeah, you can't yeah, do it. Yeah. And when you do try to control everyone, you're in dangerous ground because you're inhibiting people's rights and freedoms. And I think that's the big problem here. Look, you want to do the, you want to live your life this certain way, go do it. Yeah. Just don't tread on me. Like right, that exactly. attitude prevails. And it's something that has definitely been an issue. Um, I've seen and lately it has for, been a big yeah. issue, you know, yeah. with the with the go to jail uh, stuff there, uh, internet stuff. You know, yeah. they ridicule or they mock you. What do they call tax you, text you, or whatever? You know, you get a that's bullshit. You know, you get yeah. all these keyboard warriors. Pff, yeah. Wow, warriors! Shit, that, shit, they would never say to your face though, yeah, right? Face you know, to face, like, the, you know, their, like, their mouth would be shut. And people <laughs> like uh, these corporations just shut down. Like, mm. to, like, are you kidding me? Like, I own a business. Nobody's going to tell me how to run my fucking business. I don't mm. give a fuck who you are, what you are. You're going to have fucking out shopping, run up and down the block all fucking day long. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I got to do because I was doing it for 40 years before you. Mm. It's really interesting how quickly 
as you say, these big companies will bend to the will of like just a few little voices online. Because I think obviously with the internet, the, the most negative voices are the ones which rise to the surface and they're the ones that get picked up. And so everybody thinks, oh, there's all this negative kind of comments and attention coming this way. So we've got to change what we're doing. And it's like, no, that's like 10 people. Mm. You're just not reading, you know, right. the 10 that are happy with everything. They'll they're not them's... on there saying yeah. how happy they are. They're just happy. They'll <laughs> eat themselves anyway. I see it starting to happen. You know, yeah. with that with that fucking cunt, that fucking Mary John Ledger, that fuck, that she was bullying sixteen year old kids and stuff like that. Now she got dropped for. for now this is the part that gets me because I'm Italian and I'm a chef. I went to culinary school, so uh, she gets dropped for her culinary wear. Now she's a, a model. Okay, fine. Do clothes. You never even burn water. She complained over a $13,000 bottle of champagne. She probably doesn't even know what the good shit tastes like, the motherfucker. She probably sm smells gorgonzola and says, Ew. She wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? These people. Yeah. And, and now they're coming. They, she got dropped from Bloomingdale's or whatever the store is for culinary stuff. She's not a chef. Uh, Emeril Lagasse wants to put out culinary stuff. Yes, I I get it because he's in the culinary field. Who the fuck are you? You know, <laughs> some big mouth bitch. That's right, <laughs> I said it, motherfucker. Well, it's really all about money, isn't it? At yeah, but you know, but still, you know what I mean. That's not your thing. You know, yeah. it's not your thing. Just stay away. <laughs> get out of here. And I'm glad she stay got dropped. Your, stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, stay in your lane. Well, Authenticity is everything, isn't it, Vinay? You know, years ago, you used to do one thing, you do it really good. Now people do 10 things and they do it half-ass. You know what I mean? Oh, what they call it, a mogul? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I got to go right now because I got to go tweet myself to fame. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. You got to earn it. You got to be yeah, there. Boots on the ground, yeah. kind of work, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that it's it's work ethic, really. If you if it all boils down to it, is like putting in hard work, and that's that's something that's definitely lost on the younger generation. Uh, absolutely, I think you saw it with the ushering of stuff like American Idol and The Voice and all these shows where the yeah. kids are coming on and singing a cover and getting a career. It's like right, right. They get right on a bus. Their the first tour, they're on a it. tour bus. Yeah. yeah, it's not just about the fact you can sing it. It's about creating an art and like yeah. being part of a culture and a movement. It's not just to sing a song. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's weird. You know, it's, it's a weird it, time we live in. It's their loss, but in a way, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I love about you though, Vinny? Is you are very much somebody who will champion, you know, the youth. Whereas a lot of people will go fucking kids today. This is what's wrong with society. But you're not like that. You know, you'll call out shit when you see it. But you're very much a champion of like. The next generation, aren't you? And then the generation below that. Hey, listen. You like to got, put your arms around them and lift them up, and yeah. Hey, I got a kid, you know, so I want to see him succeed. You know, I want to see other kids succeed, and you know, I always try to help kids. I, I get, I go out of my way when there's a kid playing guitar. I try to like get involved. You know, sometimes they say, "So let me not," you know, because I really want to be there for that kid. Like I, I want to, I want to be right at the front of the stage. You know, I want him to see me. I want to be there. You know, I want to wear his shirt. You know, like, 
just so I know the kid will get a kick out of it, you know? Mm. And it's my duty to do things like that. You know, it's your duty to, to, for an elder to champion the, the younger, you know, pe- we need clubs. We need bands. We need people that do photography. We need people that write magazines. We need people like you guys, podcasts. You know, we need all this stuff, you know? So anytime I can Paying help forward, in any way, I'm there. So what's your view of the future now? We've talked about all this stuff we're, we're going through. Like, wh- where are you me. at well, with it? You- can I, I got to take a leak. Can I be right back? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be right it. back, guys. Sorry about that. Don't worry. Go, no, we're going funny. to commercial right now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no need that's so funny love it love it I love, love it. it well i hope you're enjoying the stigma um just pure raw energy um and i kind of really want to be in that room with him it's it's I most know. of the time on zoom it feels natural but because of Vinny's energy it just doesn't feel natural to not be in the room with him are you feeling that same thing mm. i'm just like oh fuck i wish yeah. i was in that studio with him now that's the first yeah, time course. i've really yeah, felt I, like that i wish we were going out for that on yeah, I wish we were going out for a beer with him after this shit. That would be great. <laughs> just t- have him tell stories more. And it's one of those things too. It's like I, I want to ask him certain questions, but I also just want to listen. You know, he just he just goes. I love it. And you know, well, here's the thing too. As he's not here okay. now, what's number one? What's number one question you want to ask? Let's get it in before um, it goes. Yeah, now you put me on the spot. I'm going blank here. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I was just winding up to 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 sort of get his view on the future, but. Um, where we're headed yeah it's, no, i think, that's I think with way. him though what's interesting to note you know it, regardless of if you agree with stuff he's saying you know as a listener the guy is all heart and soul and he's like a wonderful human being that i he loves everybody and it's that old mm-hmm. school new york mentality just bust balls and you speak from your guts and i love that about him there's no sensors there's no filters to me he's like a dying breed of like a real new yorker like that shit is few and far in between like he said new york city is now filled with all these transplants it's become a different city and he's still part of that generation of you know when people would talk about new york and the attitude and and the the culture and everything about it the stuff that i loved about new york as a kid it's him it's his generation it's that filters off he'll make anybody laugh and he'll pick on anybody there's no like punches pulled with him and i love that about him It's, it's what i enjoy that spirit so much he's a national treasure the guy you know when he when he passes on someday the world's gonna mourn like he's just such a light uh, i'm just so honored to have him on the show man i've been such a big fan for so long yeah he's a beautiful man and what you said there is really important because people like that i think to more of the sensitive let's say population Mm. today um people like to tread on eggshells in certain ways and kind of think oh you know don't say this don't speak your mind don't be truthful to your feelings and emotions if they're gonna rock the boat Vinny's not like that he's like this is me mm-hmm. unapologetically but when you break down what he's saying it's all from like a good place as you said it's all positive it's all love it's all compassion it's just mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i ain't taking shit either and i'm gonna yeah. call it if i see it and that's the thing you know some people might have gotten offended by something or it, it and here's the thing be offended that's fine and i feel like with, with some of our guests we've had on already you know like you're not going to agree with everything you hear here and that's great but we just are trying to allow a platform to people to just be themselves and i think that's important i Amen. think people need to be able to speak tell their stories be who they are and you know not be censored and 
I love that about it. I feel like I learn from people, you know, you, you can't learn from somebody if you're not hearing them out, even if you don't agree with it. And I think that's what's beautiful about him is zero filter. Love it. And it makes me laugh. It's like, you can, how can you not laugh at some of the shit he says? I just like the way Did he you says see it. There was a part when I was just in tears. I was in tears, man. I was really holding back the laugh for a while, quite yeah. near the start of the conversation. I was just like, I can't, I can't hold it's it together. Great. You got to take them out on tour sometime, man. Then you just got oh a whole God. fucking two week, three week, however long the run is time to just get them on your bus. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We took and the chrome out. Stay up man, every night. The- yeah. Oh, he's back. All right. Sorry cool. about that, guys. That song oh, gotta go. Sorry, Vinny. Gotta go was Dude, playing. We don't. We love that kind of shit. I, I've dipped <laughs> out to go pee too. Go. Yeah. Yo, we listen to. Um, yeah. No, wait, we wait. don't. We don't censor shit. We don't. We don't edit. We don't care. Oh, good. So good. when you when when you when you go, we just keep talking. It's fine. I gotta yeah, pee at some great. point too. It's fine. You know what Whatever. I do when we're playing a club. <laughs> Like, you know, like if I'm not in the backstage or I'm out in the crowd drinking at the bar or whatever, and I got to go to the bathroom, I go into the bathroom, I start singing, gotta go. Somebody <laughs> chimes in all the time. I swear to God, I love doing it. And then before you know it, I got the whole bathroom guys taking a look like, oh, no, God, no, no, it's fucking awesome, man. I mean, you got to have fun. You're talking about having fun nowhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they I, realize I, it's I, stigma I, that started the chant as well. I'm telling you, them. you got to check it out. You do it, it works. <laughs> uh. Have you had much contact with the rest of the guys in the band during this time, Vinny? Have you been keeping in touch? I imagine, have, yeah. I mean, would Zoom be something that you guys would do as a I band? I don't do I'm not catch? a technical guy. I don't know Zoom. I don't know none of this. That's shit. why we love you. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know email, I text. Yep. You got my text. I said, you little stupid hearts. You know, my, my friend's daughter <laughs> says, unicorn blowing kisses. Yeah, blowing kisses. Yeah, what am I going to say? You know it's me. I said it to fucking Hells Angels. I said it to fucking blowing kisses. I don't care. You know, don't matter to me. But you've been keeping in touch via text and phone with the guys. Are they all keeping all right? Just yesterday, my friend, uh, my guitar player's son's birthday, I sent him a gift in the mail. He finally got it. He opened it up. Roger, I talked to him the other day. Mike, I'm going to give him a beat next time I see him. He should have been here with me. But we're having a good time without him. But, we'll get uh, the pair of you on next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. Oh, I, I don't give him a minute to talk. He, he can't get a word. In. That's why. <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> Is that what, yeah, we start yelling at each other. Oh, it's great. He's I, been doing a lot of art shows with the um the punk rock and paintbrushes. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the, the graffiti thing. Group, yeah. Yeah, good. He found a little niche, you know, on his, you know, during this Corona thing. Mm, yeah, well, it's just good to stay busy, isn't it? Good, yeah. good to stay busy, good to stay productive. And it's always nice. You were mentioning with the solo records and like Jesse's got Times of Grace coming out. He's done another hardcore punk record, The Weapon. It's always oh. nice to just get outside of your lane. And here he goes. That Mike hold again, on, get him on. on. my friend Frankie. Frankie! <laughs> I'm on a, uh, you're on the radio right now with me. I'm on the radio with you. Yeah. Me and Vinny Black on the radio. What's up, Vin? It's Vinny Black. Hey, Vinny Black. How are you? How you doing? Vinny Black and Frankie Jack, my two oldest friends. All right. right. What's up, dude? I, I grew up in the building with them. We're on the road. What's the name of the podcast? Stoke, Stoke the, the Fire. fire. Soak the fire. Soak the fire? 
What's the name of it? Stoke. Stoke the fire. Stoke the fire podcast. Get the podcast. Listen, I got to go. Listen, I told you I'd be back here today, so I'm here if you want to stop by after you're finished. Right? Okay, I, all right. Okay, I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Ciao. See, I told you <laughs> to call. The fire. They're calling me. I got to get to the cafe later, you know, otherwise, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know how that goes. So, yeah. I so don't to, go. To where the, are you? They want to know where I am. I'm over here exactly. now. <laughs> so to wrap, very wrap quick, things up very, I, wanted very, to, I wanted to ask you what, What's your view of the future right now Vinny Where are you at with everything Do you think we're going to be alright coming out of this situation I hope so I, How is it in England Because I don't know how it is over there lately I didn't talk to my friend lately But you know I, I, I'm positive You know, I love PMA Oh I got PMA Why is it supposed to negative Really Get the fuck out of here I got hope motherfucker and I hope we're, we're all going to get together one day, you know? And, you know, we could play a show together. We played a bunch of shows together, Jess, you know, back oh, yeah. in, right? What were you on? Epitaph? Were you on Epitaph? What, what, like, no, we were on Roadrunner. Roadrunner Road Run, was Yeah, Road right. We played a, a bunch time. of... We played a bunch of shows together in the festivals. Yeah, we played festivals too. Yeah. yeah, I remember playing with you guys in Rancid in Canada. It was a great and Madballs. Oh, that, that too. one! That was awesome. a big show. That that yeah, that, was a that, lot of that fun. show. And yeah. Dropkick Murphys were on that too. That was a fun day. I'm, it was a long I, time ago, but yeah. I just did a, a, a with Al Bar. I I did a, a a show with him yesterday. Yeah, you know, so. love Al. Oh, yeah, Al's yeah, good great people, man. guy. He's, and the Bruisers, man, fucking yeah. love the Bruisers back in the day. Good shit. Yeah, well, dude, we actually spoke about getting pleasure, both man. you and Al on the show together, but we thought it would just oh, be yeah. too much energy to handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. He's a hypochondriac, you know. Yeah, yeah. High energy as well. You don't look good, Al. You all right? You don't look good. <laughs> no. Let me hear. You feel warm, you know? All right. He'll run, look in the mirror. He's, uh, he's such a good guy, man. Good guy. All You're respect great. and love to you, brother. You know, Matty. Thank you for what you're doing. I'll see you next time I'm in England. I can't wait, man. I yeah, that'd wait. be great. We'll go out, we'll have something to eat, we'll have a couple of pints and have a great show. Yeah, maybe we can do this next time in person and actually hang out and have some beers and talk some shit together in New York. Any, well, I'm right here. I, I'm only a few blocks away. You call, I come. That's That sounds like a plan, my friend. Just whistle right, and I'll be there. Wanderers forever, baby. Yes. All right. Stigma. Hardcore lives, dude. You're the and man. Joey, thank, thank you, so you too. Get a haircut, you cocksucker. <laughs> good guy. Good guy. I took him around the neighborhood. Maybe we'll go out for drinks. I'll get him in the barbershop, tattoo him up. I'll, get him, I'll change his whole look. I'll give him a makeover. You need to kidnap him right now. You yeah, need to take I'm him with you now. I'll give him a makeover. Get him shades, a pair of shades. Get rid yeah, yeah, we'll hook you up, kid. Once again, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. All right. Have a good rest of the night, my man. You too. Okay. Vinny Stigma, ladies and gentlemen. Vinny, thank you right. so much, dude. I love you guys. Thank you again.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.